All right, everybody, here we go. It is Friday, March the 22nd, 2019, and it is Pints with Pat, episode number three. I hope everyone got a good chance to enjoy the first two episodes. How you doing, Pat? How you doing, man? I just got a disappointing text message, so that's why I'm responding to it right now. How often are you getting disappointing text <laughs> messages? Because I know that, like, this All is All the a, time, yeah, every dude. fucking day. You're so good at handling it, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, and that's a subject we talk about a lot, the, the ups and downs. Um, the ups and downs of this real estate game are just, you have to keep a level head because everything can go wrong and fuck up one day, and then everything's great another day. But It, um, seems, it seems like there are, you know, a uh, hundred times the amount of no's and downs, <laughs> but the ups are so high that, like, it obviously balances out to where you're at like a higher level all the time than if you weren't because you wouldn't do it if it was the other way around. I know? don't think it does, man. Really? I think you get you get used to it. The the highs and the lows, so the highs like don't even matter anymore, and then the lows. At least that's that's in the spot we're at now. But that's why we're doing this networking thing and or this social media thing because it's fun to do these podcasts and, uh, um. Yeah, and it, and it keeps it keeps us level. It keeps things fun. But yeah, it was just a house we thought we sold. We we thought we had it sold at a certain price, and they came back with like a twenty thousand dollar price reduction or something like that. Good so, God, yeah, that's like such a large number, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, well, that's not happening. Right. Um, so I have to deal with that after this. But so pints with Pat. Something that we're going to be doing here is having like a featured beer every week and this week's featured beer if you want to show the camera there it is ballast point and uh, let me move this way just a little bit um ballast point brewing company this is the grapefruit sculpin ipa i didn't know they were in san diego yeah i had no idea honestly i don't know anything about like the whole craft beer. i don't know what ipa means i don't know any of it but i do know that this is pretty delicious this is a good one this is good i'm not I'm not a big craft beer guy either. Next week we'll probably review a Miller Lite or something like that. I like That's that more a lot. My speed. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. It it seems like a like all this is like taken over. Do you think this big craft beer scene is like here to stay? Yes. It's huge in Jacksonville. It's people that are big into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's get into this week. There's a weekly yes. wrap up. What's been going on? So last time we did this podcast. Um, was a Thursday. Are we saying that we're doing these on Thursday? Yeah, do we, do we record these the Thursday before yeah. the day it comes out. Right. So we tr- recap the week. We did it on a Thursday, last Thursday, and I was kind of saying that we were ramping back up. It was We had a couple slow weeks, but in the end, we bought a bunch of houses that week. I think we bought like eight or nine, right? So it was mm-hmm. a good week and even better Friday because uh, Friday morning, I forgot what I had to do Friday morning, but I had an appointment. And then I had to go back to my house where I live in Neptune Beach after the appointment uh, and kind of work with some plumbers that were at the house because my fiance was gone. My daughter was gone. So it was just me and these plumbers at my house and auction.com, which we buy a lot of stuff from. There were like 20 auctions ending all at 10 o'clock. So I'm in my house doing auction.com and I got these plumbers asking me questions and I'm bidding on like eight houses on this. It was chaos. I was bidding on like eight houses at the same time. I kind of knew my numbers, but I was kept having to look back to my pictures and reference the houses. So bidding, talking to these plumbers, I ended up winning three houses that morning, which was, I've never won three houses on the auction before. So it was really, 
it was really cool. So it was a great Friday morning. I was pumped. I spent the rest of the day, uh, drove all three of them. One of them, uh, auction.com took away from us actually, which sucks. What do you mean by that? Yeah. I don't even know what I mean by that, man. We won it. We, we hit the reserve and everything and they just decided they weren't going to sell it to us. So, yeah, so do you think that's something that's coming from auction.com or from the sell or it's it's an auction? So I don't know. I don't know what happened with that, but it did piss me off. So you said you won three of them and that was like awesome. What percentage of houses do you win? Do you think like with the whole auction? Very, very low. Um, I'm throwing this out there, but maybe 3%. And that's funny you asked that because I kind of did want to get into that today. We're making these little home buying hustle videos. They're so cool. They are cool, but they show I'm, I was worried that they were just showing like the positives and all the good stuff. Um, but, uh, Connor and Nick were, were filming me and Kyle at the auction all week and Kyle won one. But other than that, we pretty much lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. I did a daily deal yesterday. There was a orange park auction yesterday and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to lose this house. The bank number was good. The, age of the house was good the pictures were good i was like i am 100 percent gonna fucking crush this house and I get, connor comes in there with his uh camera sets everything up i'm like connor come watch me fucking win a house man <laughs> yeah, and i'm um, like going through everything showing how i look at the houses how i assess them for auction auction goes and uh i'm the high bidder initially but get beat so no problem i bid a little higher get beat again get beat again, get beat again. All of a sudden I'm way higher than I wanted to be at my bid, but I don't want to look like an asshole and lose the house. And then at some point I just, I I went, so I went like six grand higher than I was supposed to in my head before I went to the auction was going to do, which is a huge no, no Mm. to chase stuff up like that and get caught up with it. So I look like an asshole doing that. And I lost a fucking house. It, it <laughs> so why do you want this house so bad? Just because the age was good. Um, we're good at doing those. We're good at ripping through the renovations. I know what I can sell it for and what it, you know, it's just an easy house, newer build. But it was just funny uh, that we had all that big setup and I was so confident and it got tore away from me. But um, that's how it goes, though, man. That's, how it got, goes. that's part of it. That's the home buying hustle side of it. There's a lot of hustle. Right. And there was I mean, there's probably. 200 houses that were up for auction this week between all the sites and everything. Is that normal? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, it's not always 200 like with the counties. With the counties, it's I probably had 40 and Kyle probably had 50. Mm-hmm. And then we had another, you know, there's another 50 that go up online. Um, but Tyler drives a lot of them and we pay to have title run on all those houses. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of what t- is that title run? Just make sure you're not buying a second mortgage or there's not a shitload of liens on it or HOA stuff that surprises after you see you buy it for one fifty and then you get surprised with ten thousand dollar lien or you get surprised in the fact that you just bought a second mortgage and there's a hundred thousand dollar first mortgage on it. Oh Jesus. So yeah, you gotta run title on all of them to protect yourself. So a lot of work goes into these beforehand, just with Tyler and what we pay to have title run, and a lot of goes work goes in for us looking at them and me like you know, Kyle's been doing a lot longer than me, but I have to go in, run comps on every single house. What am I willing to pay for it? Estimate repairs. I mean, that's just a lot of prep work to win as few as we do. Mm. So Nick was filming today and I was like, God, man, this is like kind of boring, but it's showing the reality of it. 
like that this like success doesn't happen overnight it takes it takes to buy the amount of houses we do it takes a shitload of work and you miss a ton of them mm-hmm. um there's a ton most of them don't make sense so um that was kind of a conclusion i came to today and i'm glad you asked about that so, so. you said that you with this orange park house that you 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 had it and then somebody outbid you so then you went up is it the same person you going back and forth with the same person or is it like it, you got, you lost that bid, so someone outbid you. Then you go again, and the person who outbids you the second or third time is different than the original person who outbid you? It all depends. Do you even know? You know after. Okay. After whoever wins, wins, you can go look and see what happened. Mm. Um, we know the, I know the guy who won that one. Um, he's a local guy. Really good dude, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually walked in on you and Steve talking about that yesterday when I got back from doing what Tyler does, which was... Such an experience, dude. For, for real. I liked it because, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm an only child. I like being alone. Yeah. I even worked outside at the picnic table today because it was beautiful. But, like, it was cool. And I talked to Tyler a lot yesterday on the phone. And, and like, he's like, yeah, dude, I love it. Like, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. I'm yeah. driving around. Like, I'm ingesting all this information. And then I'm going into this house. And if we clear the house and there's cool stuff in it, I just hit the jackpot. You right. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, he was telling me all the cool stuff he has. This whole house, so much shit, dude. His whole house is furnished. He's got TVs. I need a TV. So I just broke. Yeah, he he got like a fifty-five inch plasma. That's exactly what he said. uh, If you're listening, Tyler is our guy that uh, runs all these foreclosures beforehand, takes pictures of them. But he's also the guy that changes the locks whenever we buy a house. So if there's leftover stuff in the house or people leave crap there, you know it becomes ours if they don't want it. You know they just want it to be trashed. Mm -hmm. So. Tyler gets first pick picking through the garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, like I said, I did that yesterday for the first time. I had no idea what I was doing in terms of like I didn't know that you're not allowed to stand on the property or whatever. <laughs> and like literally, I know I already told you this, but like I wanted to get deeper into it with you on this because the first house I went to, I go there and like I could tell someone was there. But it kind of, you couldn't really, I was like, someone's there because there's a car in the driveway, but there was like no action going on, no lights on, no nothing. And I was like, all right. So I called Tyler and it was fenced. So I was like, am I supposed to like hop this fence? And he's like, no, you're not really supposed to like, you don't, <laughs> you're not, you're not really supposed to be doing that. And I'm like, okay, so what do you want me to do? And before he can even answer me, the guy who lives across the street from the house that went up for auction today happens, the house, so the house that went up for auction the guy across the street, it is his son's house, and his daughter-in-law and newborn were there, and apparently the night before, because it is coming up for auction, somebody went there to scope it out at night in a white SUV, just like me, <laughs> parks in the driveway and turns their lights off, so he sketched out, then he sees me in the, so the, I swear, dude, the first thing he said to me from across the street, he goes, what the fuck are you doing, you know, <laughs> and I'm on the phone, so I'm like, I don't know, I, I don't want... I don't want to argue with this guy. So I, I went like this. So I gave him like the one second thing and I'm on the phone. <laughs> I'm telling Tyler, I was like, this guy's really mad at me. I don't know what's going on. And he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, it <laughs> happens all the time. Blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I end up finally talking to him and I totally won him over. And we get into this super weird situation where he's like trying to leverage pictures in the house. Like, because we're not allowed to get the pictures of the inside of the house. You know what I mean? So, He's trying to make me have you hire him 
to get these fucking pictures. Like, he thinks that he's got, like, the ultimate leverage. That dude was texting me last night. Like, he was such an asshole, dude. <laughs> and it was really funny. Like, I didn't know how to handle it, and I went the silent way. And I actually saw – I learned that from you. I mean, I know it's, like, a common thing, but, like, I – one of the times we went, when we went to that one lady who had, like, the kids, she had, like, the three boys, and the house was, like, halfway yeah. torn. Yeah. I remember you were on the phone with somebody, and they were just, like, spouting off all this bullshit, and you just weren't responding and letting them, like... Wear themselves out. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> there is something so satisfying about that. Because, like, they start out, and they're on a 10, and then they drop it to an 8, then a 6. Yeah. And then it ends with these, like, look, man, I think you're really cool. I think you're a great guy. <laughs> This dude was just, I'm sure, a classic example of what Tyler has to deal with, what yeah. you have to deal with. It's just, it was cool, though. I mean, I, I, I just drove around, looked at these houses. I like being by myself. It, I liked it. It was cool. So yeah. anyone that's listening that has any interest in, in doing that, too, we're looking for more people. And the, the opportunity is huge to be able to work with, uh, I mean... I've been doing this two years, but to be able to work with someone like Kyle, who's been around so long and knows as much as he does, and you have access to him on a regular basis, and you're driving foreclosures for us, I mean, what a huge opportunity for somebody. So if anyone listening has any interest in in doing that part-time or full-time, just reach out. Um, Talking about asshole people, speaking of asshole people, I wanted to bring that up today too. Um, Not asshole people, but... If you're a wholesaler who's just getting started, you know, I understand that the whole point of this business is to make money, but you have to realize you will be way more successful that you realize that you're buying houses from people and not from just not from machines. Mm -hmm. So what happened to me today is I went up to a house in the north side house was run down, needed a ton of work. I mean, I just see it as a house completely unemotional, right? But the woman that was selling it um, didn't know what to do. She'd never sold a house before. She didn't know values. Um, But she had a number she wanted to get for it. We talked for a long time. I was up there for a while. Finally, we agreed on a price, signed a contract, which is great. Um, But she started crying as she was was, uh, signing the contract because that's her parents' house. And Mm. she grew up in it. And her brother had just died in it. That's why she's... That's why she's selling it. So I never force people to sign and I'm never pushy um, because it's an emotional decision for people. And you have to, you have to, the best way to buy a house from someone is to listen to what they have to say. And I know that's cliche to say, but um, we talked about black swans on the other day. There's, there's a reason they're selling that house. And if you listen to them and even if you're not the highest bidding person, you know, that's, that's the best way to do it is to listen to them, be compassionate and, uh, do the right thing. I mean, this lady wouldn't, have wouldn't have sold the house. You know, if I was going to make a hundred, I hear people say, Oh, I made a hundred grand on my, uh, wholesale fee, which is fine. You know, depending on the situation, Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't have been right to do that to this lady who didn't have, Uh, a ton of money as it was. And she just wanted an easy transaction. She was trusting me on the home values. So that's all the message I want to put out there is do the right thing. Um, I'll tell one more story of another one this week. Another woman whose brother died. 
So she has to take on her two nephews now. She has to move them out of the state of Florida in with her, take custody of them, and sell the house they're in. That's um, brutal. Yeah, and she just she's like, none of this money from this. I want to get the most out of this house. None of this money from this house is going to me. It's all going to the boys. Right. So she does it. She cares about the purchase price, but she wants the money for the kids. So I told her the best way to get the most for it is to do whatever renovations you want. You know, do these renovations and sell it on the market. She's like, don't want to do that. Needs to be quick and easy, but. I don't want you to screw me on the price. So I was like, well, get other offers from people. And, uh, you know, I understand that you're doing this. You, you want the highest price, not for you. You want it for the kids um, because of this terrible situation they're in. And just the fact that I acknowledged why she was selling the house and I acknowledged that she was doing it for the kids and not so she could have an extra five grand. I mean, that's what, that's what got it done for us. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledging that. So you're a wholesaler going to these houses and talking to people. Um, keep that in mind that you're, you're dealing with people and a lot of times selling a house is an emotional decision and there may be reasons behind why they're doing it. So the more you listen, the more houses you'll buy. Yeah. And being nice to them and like basically building a relationship with them when they do go get those other offers and you get somebody outbids you then they're going to call you back because they like you and you're a cool person. And then you know, okay. And they'll tell you probably, they'll tell you, oh, this person offered me this. And then you go, okay, now I know exactly what I need to give them. And I've talked about this before, like being like uh, building like the friend vibe to it. People tell their friends more about things than they tell about a business person, a random. So when it comes to issues with the house and all that, Someone's probably going to be a lot more upfront and honest and take you through the whole slew of everything and maybe even give you a lot of stuff that you don't even care about it. But just because they feel comfortable, you're a nice person, they feel like they can talk to you and they're going to go to you instead of the person who give or who's offering $5,000 more who clearly doesn't give a fuck about them. Yep. And they'll just call you back and be like, hey, I got an, an offer for five grand more. And then you go, okay. Uh, you either do it or you don't, depending on the numbers you ran, you know? Right. Like, all you got to do is be nice to people. Yep. And listen to them. But it's hard because I I really tried yesterday to not cuss that guy out, you know? Like, I'm pretty good at not doing that, but, like, he, he really was testing me, dude. And I've heard <laughs> I, I it wasn't la- – it was two Fridays ago, I think it was – you were in that office talking to somebody and I was like running stuff from the attic. That person was being such a fucking dick to you. <laughs> it was crazy. And you were just so like, you're like, look, obviously like this isn't going, you weren't yeah. being a dick at all. And I was like, yeah. how is he not doing this? Like the stuff <laughs> he was saying to you, it's just yeah. obviously comes with practice and all that. Practice, but yeah. what else is going on with you? Like what, what's Friday have in store for you? Like what do you typically do on a Friday to close the week out? Well, business stuff this week too. And, you know, Friday aside, like business stuff this week, really, we have so much going on here. You see everything we have going on every day and it's, it's hectic. It's hectic. And really every day I leave here, like seven thirty or so seven thirty, eight o'clock. And I'm farther behind than I was the day before on shit I should be doing. So I have to find a solution to that soon. So what is it? Um, cause this is part of my job. What is it <laughs> that you are missing out on because you're 
taking your time and putting it somewhere else. Is it stuff like this? What do you mean? Like, you said that you're behind. Yeah. So what's making you be behind? Is it having to do all of this kind of stuff? Because you can't literally just work the entire time? Because now you're shooting this thing or you're... Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> how... 100%. How would you... It's part of it. Mm-hmm. But so, it also is part of it that th- this is this is something I need to do. And I've committed to doing it and I enjoy doing it. But yes, it definitely brings me behind on the, the shit I also need to be doing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, it is this and it's, uh, it's doing follow-up calls and it's it that doing follow-up calls and, uh, you know, pushing contracts through keeps me away from bringing new business in. You know what I mean? So what's the first solution that pops in your head to make this get, to get you back on track? A VA. What is that? A virtual assistant. Yeah, dude. I think, but I, I don't know. Uh, I need to make a move it. Um, that's that's the next step is I can't can't keep going down this path. I, I can take it mentally and I can keep running like this, but it's not beneficial to everyone here because we can make be making more money if this stuff's taken care of here and I can focus on doing these podcasts and f- only cold calling the important cold calls and focus on lead gen. So that's that's my biggest problem. I think everything's I think everything with marketing is continue to continuing to roll. In, I mean, social media, not marketing, but our social media department. I think everything with that is continuing to roll smoother and smoother as time goes. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think more stuff's coming out. That's going better and better. But at the same time, I'm getting farther and farther behind. So I just need to make an adjustment. The virtual assistant assistant can get everything to where all you got to do is what you have to do with it. Right. Instead of all this like that goes into it, because I mean, there yesterday opened my eyes to how much goes into all of this. And the biggest thing to me is what are you talking about social media stuff. No, 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 no. Running around, running around everything that goes into the auction side of things, seeing oh, a house, yeah. pic- going crazy. through the pictures. And then like to me, what was really hard to like, because I, I, I try to, when I'm doing this, I try to put myself in your shoes and be like, okay, what would I want about this? What would I not? And to me, it's like really hard to make a decision on this house is worth it. And I know that comes with experience and you, you're great yeah, at it now. It's not easy every time, man. It's, it's, it's not only not easy, but it's stressful too. I'm sure. Because you don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. And but you don't want to be scared. Out. Yeah. You don't want to miss out either. So it's a balance. You know, and it's also tough because it's like, okay, I can make this amount of money on this. I just got bid outbid by a thousand dollars. Why wouldn't I do this for eleven hundred dollars cheaper? You know, so where do you stop? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's it's just it's tough. I mean, Kyle's got a ton of experience doing it on Duval, but I've been doing auctions nine months now, nine ten, probably a little more than that. But still, not even close to the experience he has in mm. counties that I haven't really dealt in before. What so, were you in? Nassau, right? Nassau County? What am I doing now? Mm-hmm. Nassau, St. John's, Clay. Okay, yeah. I love St. John's County. How is that like in this market of like flipping stuff? Is it like one of the better ones or one of the worst? Because it seems like it's a lot of new construction out there. It's all, it's all good if you, if you put the effort in there. We just don't have the effort in St. John's right now because we don't have the manpower to... Yeah, exactly. So they're so, all good. So what would you need? Would you need like another Tyler to cover St. John's County? Is that what you're looking for? Or I need would another you... me or Kyle yeah. there mm-hmm. full time. 
Well, if you're a driven person and you're <laughs> yeah. willing to uh, work hard as hell. Literally teach you for free. Yeah, go listen to the last episode because you broke it down, dude. That was awesome. Like, really awesome. It made me be like, I'm going to drive through this. But honestly, I don't yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have nothing against it. It's just like, I love this, dude. I love doing this. Yeah. Like, you know. Important. But I also had a great time yesterday doing that. And I think it helps. It gets old too, though. I'm sure it's 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 sitting it's in a hustle. It's a hustle, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, to do it over and over and over and over again, and sometimes shit clicks. Mm-hmm. And sitting in traffic will make you want to blow your brains <laughs> yeah, out. It's crazy. Fuck yeah, especially that shitty ass Fernandina Dude, Beach Road. All that there. construction they got yeah, going it's on. Terrible. The worst part about it is the constant. I almost got into an accident because somebody's weaving in and out. Um, so I, I just had a conversation with a, since we've really been doing this media push, I've had, um, several people kind of from my past friends that I don't really keep in contact a whole lot with anymore, but they reach out to me and just kind of ask what's going on. Like, like really the question is, Hey man, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and especially uh, because they don't know you as this, they know right. you as Pat. Uh, yeah. Oil field drilling oil. Fucking bad motherfucker yeah. doing oil. Um, and I love talking to I love talking to those people because they were really good friends back in the day. Everyone loses touch. I'm 31 years old. You're gonna lose touch with good friends from college and high school. Oh yeah. I was talking to my good buddy I played rugby with just on the phone yesterday, and he one of the questions he asked me was, you know, is it ever like stressful to know that, you know, your your whole job and like income for your family and everything is based on a market that you have no control over. And I was like, wow, that's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that before. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I immediately had an answer. I, but um, I'm just curious if, if anyone wants to reach out from after I tell you what my answer was. I, I thought about it like this. Um, for me, a, a, like a set salary or if some, I put it like this. If someone gave me a deal, you can, you can make $250,000 a year. For the rest of your life, working 40, not even that, say five, say half a million dollars a year. You can make $500,000 a year for the rest of your life doing this job, this job that whatever it is, not real estate, just a fucking job, you mm-hmm. know, that is okay. You don't mind it. It's a job you go to every day. You don't love it. You're still pumped for the weekends. You don't, but there's no way to advance. You know, there's no way to fall back. You're going to make $500,000 a year for the rest of your life doing this job. Um, your choice is that or very safe job, right? Your choice is that or your choice is to take things into your own hands and either drive a business, drive a fucking hobby, do your own thing, not answer to anyone. Um, You could make $10 million doing your own thing. You could make fucking nothing. You could, you could, which is kind of like real estate. Like no one gives a fuck if you make money in real estate. If I lose 50 grand on a house, I buy off the auction. I lose 50 grand. That's how it goes. No one gives a yeah. shit about yeah. old Pat. You just lose, lost 50. Lose, yeah. yeah. So that's just what happened. So Sorry. it is volatile. And, but for me, it, that the answer to that question, and I'd be interested what other people have to say, but for me, it's a no brainer. I just can't, I hate the idea of being safe and, and knowing that in 50 years from now or 30 years from now, I'll be making exactly the same. Even though half a million dollars a year is one percent, your top 1% of America. Yeah, I take it. Uh, 
but just knowing that that's exactly what I'll be making and I, I can't use that money to go buy rentals or anything. I just have to take that money and live off that. That just really, it, it just pushes me away. Well, you know what it you takes? You know what I mean? It, it, it takes almost for, I feel like for most people, you have to work the $500,000 a year job to realize, because if you tell 99% of the world, you're going to make $500,000 a year, they're like, I'll do anything. I don't care. Deal. <laughs> and then you, you do you think that though? What, but but Dude, with the same yeah. deal of like you can't do anything else. You can't take that money and invest it and grow it big here. You can save it in a bank account, mm-hmm. but that's it. Honestly, I I mean five hundred thousand dollars is a weird number because it is a lot. So I feel like if you said a hundred thousand dollars, my answer would be no. Say two fifty. Two okay. okay so for 250 i would say that uh my bad i keep hitting your cord um dude honestly yeah i think most people if you said like you just gave them they're at the starting line yeah two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year every year for the rest of your life nothing less nothing more 40 hours a week two weeks vacation yeah, yeah yeah or the hustle the grind of no ceiling you can do anything i honestly think most people would take the 250 and then within hopefully within a year but probably five years they're like fuck i no, wish that's part of the deal though if you sign that motherfucker there's no going oh. back well if that's part of the deal it's no going you can't take the 250 for 10 years and be like oh, all this money i saved i'm gonna fucking do my own <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. Uh, no you're signing a lifetime contract yes so, lifetime until you die and, um, but you can retire you know at i don't know you can retire at 70 and Fuck. Do whatever. Uh, but you can't, like, do your own thing. Just I'll be live s- off your pension or your 401k. We'll be 70 and 40-something years, <laughs> dude. You're, like, that's... Not that long. That is fucking... <laughs> we have... We've made that decision, so it's a lot easier for us. I think if... There's so many factors, obviously, like, did you... How'd you grow up? Did you grow up thinking... Like, I grew up in a situation where $250,000, like, that's realistic and normal. Like, that's what you're going to do. If you do the right thing, whatever, that's what you should be making. If you, like I said, you do all the right things. Really? Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm upper middle class. I grew up on Scott Mill Road, dude. <laughs> is is 250 upper middle class right now, you think? Uh, yeah. $250,000 a year for one, one part of the income coming in for the family? Fuck yeah, dude. People are upper not making... Upper middle class. I would say so, yeah. Most people are not making serious money. I just, but I you're. Just, in, I just think that's serious money. Is I'm not looking down on that. No, I'm saying that's a lot of fucking money. I think it's a lot of money too. Now that I'm in a, like an adult and have <laughs> zero dollars, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like growing up as a kid, legitimately, you got. I've, I've really thought about this a lot. I grew up everywhere I look. There's a Mercedes. There's a mansion. The beautiful river with boats. And my 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 parents. We're in wallpaper. Like, I didn't get to live the Mercedes life, but I lived around it. So when me and all my friends are driving around being dumb teenagers, we're passing Mercedes. We're throwing eggs at a Mercedes. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice shit. And then you go into another area of town, uh, go off Stockton and take a right and go over the train tracks and just keep going for a little bit. There's nothing. There's no success. So everyone's always like, if you tell everybody in these low socioeconomic people, like, you can you can get out. You can be a basketball player or whatever. It's they they don't see that. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's no actual success being seen for most people. I got lucky, and like I said, dude, I swear to God, like, I would, I, I, most people around me, $250,000, like, that's, that's serious money, but, like, Scott Mill Road and Manor Road, these people are rich, dude. Like, there's a river with just mansion after mansion after mansion after neighborhood on the river filled with, you know, five, 6,000 square foot houses, 10, 11,000 square foot houses. It's just like, I got lucky in that way. And I also got lucky to not stay in that because I feel like if I stayed in that, I don't know, it, it taints reality. $250,000 is a shitload of money. And if I, I wouldn't literally do anything to make $250,000 a year, but like, I feel like that would solve so many problems. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... But there's a lot that's of... That's why, I don't know. I Think about if you have a trust fund for $500,000. Like, that's a lot of kids. I grew up with trust fund kids. So those kids, $250,000 is like their dad's subordinate that works at the company making that much money. You know what I mean? Like, they view it differently. It's... It, but like I said... You grow up in a shit area, $250,000 sounds like a million dollars. There's just so many. There's so many different. Yeah, there's, there's parts a bunch of, of America factors. Too. I mean, I think I grew up in a great little town, but uh, 250 grand is a lot of money in my little town. But it was, it was awesome. I, I couldn't have grown up better. I, I, I love the little uh, Western Massachusetts. Uh, very rural town I grew up in, but yeah, I, I I mean, I knew nothing about money when I was a little kid, so I wouldn't even know, you know, what people made, but I, I think, I think in my little town, that's a ton of money, but it's not a shit area either. So every, the little economic differences of how people grew up, I guess that would factor into it too. That $250,000 thing, that's a brilliant thing to think about because like, would you be willing to risk regret for the safety net of this is what I'm making $250,000. I know what I'm doing. Right. There's a lot of solace in that of like, sure. I hate my job, but $250,000 for my kids or whatever. You don't necessarily have to hate your job. You know, you can, it can be okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hate it. That's, I don't know. I, I like thinking about stuff like that. It's interesting to me. I used to think about it a lot and even write about it a lot when I was, well, what's your answer? Is I I couldn't do it. Yeah, obviously I, I couldn't do it. it uh, you know, we made we made pretty good money out on the drilling rigs. Uh, not not quite that, I would say. Other guys are making that offshore drilling. Definitely, most certainly, they're making that. I wasn't quite there, but so I thought about it a lot. How do you get to that point of making huge huge money? Because I know you're making good money, but how do you get to like those guys you're talking about? Is it just on the rig tenure, like being there for a long time offshore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, learning and moving up in the moving up in the company, and eventually the guys that are making the big money out there work for the actual oil companies. So, Diamond Offshore, we drill for Hess. So the Hess guys that are out in the rigs have a lot of experience, a lot of know how as far as drilling, and they get paid really well because they. I mean, in my in my opinion, they earn it because that is dangerous, dangerous work out there. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can. Explode a drilling rig <laughs> very easily. That's so crazy. Um, <laughs> so, oh God. Yeah, that's you. You just you just do it by working hard out there, like anything. 
But um, do you have anything else to say? I got nothing, man. Fun time. All right. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week and uh, stay on the lookout for the Yellowbird Connect podcast on Monday. We have episode number nine with Daniel Lee coming out. Daniel's, if you're just getting started with this, it's the perfect episode. Daniel's also just getting started. He works a full-time job. It's a side hustle that is a full hustle for him. And um, it's a really good episode. Pat killed it. I wanted to tell you this on here. Dude, you've been crushing it with the content. You've been doing really good. Thank you. Like, I watched what you did today that Nick was shooting and going through. You're getting very good. Oh, the at auctions? It. Yeah, yeah. You're getting good. We love it. Appreciate it, man. So, we're going to keep on getting better. Um, thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe if you are not yet subscribed. Follow Pat on Instagram at Pat Flynn Homes. Follow us at Yellowbird Connect and follow me at CJ Couch Talk. Uh, we love you so much, and we will talk to you next week.